in a COVID-19. He's IE is staying out of the Gulf of Mexico. There'll be a few clouds tonight, a bit more cloud cover tomorrow. That should take the edge off the heat, and we'll get under some widely scattered showers and thunderstorms, not only tomorrow, but Sunday. Going to be a few clouds tonight, a muggy warm night, 70s to near 80. It's about 30, 40% for tomorrow. The 90s drop to lows of 70s to near 80 tomorrow night. Lower 90s with scattered afternoon storms again on Sunday. Isolated thunderstorms Monday and Tuesday. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. So you think you can beat a train? Well, think again. Even at low speeds, trains can cause serious injuries or death. You must slow down and yield when you approach all railroad crossings. If a train is approaching, always stop behind the solid white line or at least 15 feet from the crossing. Never stop on the tracks. It's the law and it could save your life. Proceed only when the train has cleared the area and no other trains are approaching. Please be safe at all railroad crossings. And remember, never stop on the tracks. dark voice of your lovely and handsome Tom Fitzmaurice coming to you live from uh, downtown and we are here with a very exciting moment uh, for our group our famous land uh, give me uh, you're looking at me and you look like you're <laughs> looking at you it. like everyone else is well, scratching your know. head I think, yeah I think it would be appreciated uh, uh, who is this that are really surprising Okay, so you're happy because our daughter is coming home today. Is that My what you're trying to say? My daughter from okay. hers. And, yes. And uh, she's back after being gone yes, for a, two a weeks. couple of weeks. Lucky her. And uh, having uh, just today, vacay. after having uh, done that myself uh, very recently, I know that that's not the easiest thing in the world, but it's great having her back, though. Yes. She's not only terrific at what she does, uh, the media that she does, the... Uh -huh. sense of everything that's going on around her. Uh, but she's just a, an absolutely brilliant person to, to say anything with. So anyway. She is. Well, um, she is. Uh, I won't argue with you. Ma uh, Mary Ann is here. Hi. <laughs> I hey wasn't yeah, expecting hiya. to see you today. <laughs> you weren't. Wow. Wow. Well, then it's a it's a lucky day for you. Oh, it's always a lucky day I mean, day I don't know about me. that, of me, me sitting here in the sidecar, oh, no. but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, folks. It is uh, incredibly the first Monday in August. August 2020. Unbelievable is all I can say about that. We had a busy eating weekend, as usual, but um, it was uh, maybe even more so than usual. We went to the Gulf Coast again because it's nice over there and it's sunny and it's a Beautiful. happening little beach town and it's uh, it's very desirable, I think. And if you have not been to Bay St. Louis, uh, I highly recommend it. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of good eating over there. Uh, you know, I think it's, there's not. I think you're right about that, but I think that's yeah. slowly getting much better. I don't know. Well, I mean, when Oxlot turns up there, I think it's going to mm. be a lot better because uh, they, they're going into a hotel that's going to be, I think, right on the beach road there. If it's the place I'm thinking of, I think it's right on the beach road. We went, we did not go back to the steamer, which Tom has not stopped talking about since we went. I mean, we'll be, we'll be just in the middle of a conversation or something and then pop, the steamer will come back into Tom's brain. So we have to go back to the steamer sometime very soon. Mm -hmm. But 
We did not go back in the steamer this weekend. We went to Trapani's. No, that was interesting. Yeah, it was. It was more interesting than good, I'm afraid. Don't you think? Uh, yeah, but sometimes the, those things uh, devolve into something more interesting than you thought was any chance of there being. Well, maybe. I don't think it was. You know, I, I don't know if there's been a decline in the in the quality there or if it was just an ordinary restaurant from the get-go but i've been there before and i've had meals there that i've enjoyed a lot more than the one that we had on saturday and um i mean it wasn't it wasn't bad it just wasn't good you know and i want to go back to the sycamore does anyone know who owns the sycamore house now there was a young couple that I'm trying to remember who it was, but it was someone that we liked here in New Orleans, and they also had the Sycamore House, or maybe it started at the Sycamore House and they came to New Orleans, but I don't, I don't remember the story exactly. But we actually did an eat club there, didn't we? We did. If I remember correctly. Uh, we definitely did, and it was well known. It was very well uh, liked. From around there uh, in the fact that it's really not uh, just one building but two. And the two of them are completely different from one another. So that's kind of an interesting touch. Yeah. Well, anyway, it was, uh, we went to go get ice cream after um, lunch. And because we'd already spent 104. That's kind of our new number. And my, my favorite restaurant in the whole, whole world, Bottega Louie, which is, I don't even want to think about what's happening with Bottega Louie right now. But anyway, uh, no matter what we ordered, when Jude and his wife and the kids and me and sometimes all of us, no matter what we ordered at Louis, it would always be $78. <laughs> and I, I, I love that because when you bring that, that many people to a restaurant, $78 is not bad at all. And we are always well fed. Everyone is satisfied. All the food is eaten. It's wonderful. But $78 is a great price. But our new number, Tom, seems to be 104 I don't know what that's about. But anyway, at Trapani's, no less. So we went to um, I got the it. front room. What? Who is it? What? Uh, $104. Is the exact amount that would come up on a strain in televisions uh, right after uh, a, a, a kind of a giveaway sort of thing uh, wound up being 208 uh, appeared. Mm. On the screen. Oh, is that like bus 208? It's a lot like 208. <laughs> so, uh, and in Don't fact, even try to follow it. Just take my word for it. <laughs> Don't even try. I didn't think I would make this easy for Don't you or anybody. Don't even try. No, I, okay. we, we love each other. Aw. Don't you think? Sweet. Yes. I mean, <laughs> here we are. We, by the way, whoever did a nice job with the windows did it. Great job with the windows. <laughs> well, good. Good. That proves to me that I don't really need to clean mm. up because there's no difference in when I do and when I don't because I didn't clean the windows. I, I should have cleaned the windows, but I didn't. All right. So uh, I finally was able to, speaking of which, I was finally able to find the Clorox cleanup that I have been desperately seeking 
for my white tile, white grout bathroom upstairs. Mm. No matter how much I throw at it, it's not enough. So then I wait another couple of weeks and I try to get some more. But I've got the secret now and I'm not going to share it. Mm. <laughs> but I do. It dawned on me and I tried it and it worked. It worked. You know what I'm thinking of? What? Mary Lee might know this without even having to try. It's another one of those things of the road less traveled. What? Where to find Clark's cleanup? Well, I mean, you know how she is. She's, she's brilliant. 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 And she picks up <laughs> the most insignificant little, uh, a little tiny Oh, my gosh. Things. Our and daughter then, has, has run away from this. Folks. And everybody else has run away from the uh, situation, but no, she's sitting down and making it one. And so when I told her, when I told Tom that she was coming back today, he said, oh, great. I've got about 34 things that I need her to help me with. <laughs> and then I realized that I was not going to tell her that under any circumstances. I would just let her find that out for herself. 5569696, I have not given the phone number. <gasps> Shame on me, and we're already almost at the first break. 5569696, uh, I have been told by a number of people that I do not give that phone enough. And I think that they must be crazy because it seems like I give it all the time, but they are in fact correct because it's, it's 213 and I have not given the phone number yet. Five five six nine six nine six. If you would like to join us, we are here for you. All right. So back to the the Gulf Coast. We're looking for the people who own the Sycamore House Restaurant, which is across the street from the um, Gulf Coast Beaches. outpost of. No, it's not on the beach. Well, the Gulf Coast the outpost beach. of the Creole Creamery, where Tom is very attracted to a particular ice cream flavor now. What is it? It's like Mardi Gras Crunch or something. What? Yeah, there's like a like it's like a maybe a sugar cone crunched up in it. I don't know. I've I've uh, I've not tasted it, but you really really like that ice cream. Anyway, you got that also, and it was almost melted by the time you walked back to the car, which was disturbing. But anyway. Hot weekend, good weekend, and we will be back after these messages. Bistro Orleans, it's back with its familiar classic New Orleans cuisine in a casual setting serving only Louisiana oysters and always wild-caught Desalman's catfish. And the seafood boat, Carnival Time Lounge, has happy hour Wednesday through Friday. Bistro Orleans is open daily for lunch at 11, dinner Wednesday through Sunday. Bistro Orleans, 3216 West Esplanade in Metairie, 304-1469. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. Night and day, you are the one. All righty. Yes, indeed. I like that one. I like that one. Oh, that's, that's, one of my, that's one of my faves. 
Okay, so we had dinner on Friday night, and we were talking to this couple who were talking about their daughter, and um, and she said that her, she's she's working in Metairie now, and we were talking about food as we always are, and she mentioned that her daughter had discovered this place in Metairie that she's very upset that she discovered because she's finding herself going there about three times a week to eat. And as you know, young girls don't really like the idea of eating that much. But I said, well, where is it? And they said, this, this place along the railroad tracks, it's called, um, and I said, Norjo's? And, and they, she said, yes, that's it, that's it. And I said, well, you know, it's funny because that's a new advertiser on the show starting on Monday. And I, I said, well, what is she like there? And, and I, I said, I know that the muffalata is, by the way, Henry, muffalata, South Shore, Norjo's. Okay? Put that one on your list. It's right there by the railroad tracks at Metairie Road, uh, right where the Metairie Road is crossed by the railroad tracks. You can see it as you go over the little hill. Yeah, they've been there a long time, and, have, and that's... That's a good little place. It's there. a very good place. It I'll started it out just to get, yeah, it's it's put it up high on your list if you're a muffalata kind of guy. This is a great muffalata. But I am told that a muffalata is is something is gaining on the muffalata in popularity there. It's called the Lindy and it is a smashed meatball sandwich. Mm. That sounds good. Yeah, that sounds great, I think. You know, meatballs can be hard, but when they crumble, they're really, really good. Anyway, so Norjo's, I'll tell you that it started, Nor Joe is for Norma and Joe. And Joe worked at Murray's Cheese in New York City on, I think it's Bleecker Street. Anyway, um, he, brought, he came down here with his wife, who was actually from Honduras, and uh, they opened this specialty store. And it is Italian imports. That's where they had bacala, which Tom always Love sneers at. It's dried salt cod. So if you are looking for that for St. Joseph's Day or just all kinds of really cool, unique specialty imports. It is no longer owned by Joe. He, uh, he has passed away, and his wife has sold it to a very enterprising young man named Mark, who's got his fingers in all kinds of pies and has started the Muffalata Fest, although they didn't do it this year. But uh, it's even going to be, I think, better now because Mark is a really interesting Entrepreneur is the word for him. So go and see them at Norjo's. It's a most interesting place. You will certainly be able to find some really cool stuff there. It's at 505 Frisco Avenue in Metairie, in Old Metairie. They do close at 6. That phone number is 833-9240. That's Norjo Imports, 833-9240. All right. Okay. Welcome to the show, Norjo, and I'm super excited about that. They were a longtime advertiser back in the day, as in way back in the day, and uh, it's wonderful to have them back. Okay, so um, Trapani's. Trapani's, yes. So Trapani's, I don't know 
I, I don't know if it started out good and just isn't so good anymore, or if it was kind of ordinary to begin with. I think they started in New Orleans. I'm not really sure. They, 20 years, I looked at the menu, it was 20 years they've been around. So uh, they were obliterated with Katrina and found themselves sort of in the same situation that Vera's did, where they had to go to just like a nondescript mall on 190 and, and then, or on Highway 90. 90. Mm -hmm. And then they now have built a really cool place, I don't know, maybe f probably five, six, maybe even seven years ago. One of the original buildings back on Beach Boulevard, but now the place is totally hopping. There's a blind tiger across the street. There's something else right across the street, a lot of bars. It's not a lot of good eating though. Sycamore House I think is the best one or at least it was years ago when we were there. And I thought Trapani's was better than it is. Did you think that, Tom? Um, you Our know, lunch uh, on Saturday? It, it's, it's an old stymie kind of a kind of a place. And you, you can think? feel Yeah. Really? You can feel that way for a while and wonder how did I get this way? And then you, you know, prime up of whatever it is you play and <clears throat> find I think it's that kind it of a looks cool brilliant. Place. And it all kind of mixes up together, and it's it's hard to figure, but uh, at least it is for me. And what comes out at the end, though, is pretty interesting. I thought, so wait, so you did like it because you said it was really, really ordinary at best. I still feel that way, mainly because uh, today I, I wrote almost exactly the same idea. I mean, how far wrong can of, you go if who? you're looking at the beach, if you're right on the beach, and there are gulf breezes and a lot of foot traffic, a lot of happy people at the beach. And well, certainly plenty of those. Yeah, there are tables out front. There is a bar with, I think, a balcony upstairs. And it's, uh, it's, it's a nice place. I like the place a lot. So we started with, um, I was really craving a stuffed artichoke all weekend, but never found good, one. Good place for that. <laughs> well, you would think so, but, but it, yeah, I know. So um, it, when with a name like Trapani's, you know there's going to be some Italian and some seafood. So some that's Italian exactly Italian. what it was. So we started with char-grilled oysters. Did you like those? Well, how could I not? You know, you, you put one of those in your mouth and, boy, you explode with flavor. Yeah, it was good. I thought, I thought they were good. I thought they were not great, but they were good. Well, you know what I'm noticing? And I'm noticing, like last night, this happened again. I'll tell you about it in a minute. There seemed to be lots of big trucks moving around through the cities. And what they're looking for are uh, what kind of, what's, what's the, the bottom line of the uh, things that come into restaurants these days. And I'm finding it's more and more often. It's already completely Cisco. cooked the minute it gets there. He's going into his Cisco rant. Is this Ron the Gourmet waiter? <laughs> and uh, it Gregory. happened again. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. the, uh, the the, You've mellowed a lot, Tom. The oysters have been great. You used to really get on a tirade when you talked about Cisco. Gregory's on the line. I'm sure he has some things to say. Yeah. Unforgettable, that's what it was. Anyway, um, hello, guys. <laughs> well, was that a visit to Trapani's was unforgettable or what? 
<laughs> uh, just I miss the uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast a lot, uh, the way it was. And I, and I don't mind speaking out and saying that the casinos and the gambling really ruined it. And then, of course, Katrina ruined my family's beautiful home in Gulfport. Oh, but, really? Oh, yeah. They had a wonderful condo there since 1981. And by 2005, of course, it was wiped out. Actually, they're still fighting the insurance company. Can you believe that 15 years later? Or Let me tell you. I don't know if you I don't know if you uh, heard us mention this once before, but poor Brunnings was still fighting the insurance company sure. from Hurricane George when Katrina made the George, whole thing yeah. moot. Yeah, George, so, George. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. And it was a, yeah. because back then, you see, I didn't live very far away from Bucktown. So we used to cross that old wooden bridge. Back, I love that anyway. wooden bridge. I did, too. And uh, by that time, when George hit. I couldn't believe that old bridge was still there. It, it wasn't open to automobile traffic anymore, but it was still open to uh, pedestrians and bikers, you know, people yeah, on bicycles. Right. But um, as far as the Mississippi Gulf Coast, I remember the glory days of the Broadwater Beach and some mm. of the great restaurants. Those are a there. long time ago. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I think I'm just going to say, you know, I don't care how many people hate me for saying this. I don't, I don't, I don't like gambling in New Orleans. I don't believe we we need it. It's been a failure, if you ask me. All the riverboats. Yeah. I mean, what? There's like two left, and then got that stupid monstrosity. Harris can. Ah, you know, don't well, even get me started. I'm just such not, a purist. It's I'm it's not a, a horrible looking building. Do you think? But it's a faux palace, Marianne. Yeah. It's a. So, no, uh, I'm not a big a, casino person. To me, casinos only belong in Vegas. Oh, I remember Tom's you know? words. He would never eat in a casino restaurant. I remember he he stuck to that for years. I don't know if he still does it. but uh, Oh, Tom? Are you talking about Tom? Yeah, I'm talking about Tom refusing to go Because I will tell to, you, um, he broke it once and only once, once yeah, for our lovely daughter who wanted to go to the best steakhouse, steakhouse on her Harris. 20th birthday. Well, I can imagine that he would. That would be an exception. I mean, I mean, yes. I can accept that. So but, we uh, did. We did that, and that was that was the only time Tom has ever set foot in uh, that casino. But even before my parents owned that condominium, um, it was a it was a condominium in, in Gulfport. It was called the Cadian Village, and it was really beautiful. But even before that, um, some of the holidays were spent down there at the Broadwater Beach and at all the different restaurants. Even the Brennans had a place down there called the, yeah, they did. the French Yeah, the Friendship the House. The Friendship House, yeah. And it was oh, gosh, that that was nothing after Katrina. Boy, I just just the, oh, the right thought out. of driving down there after Katrina was Well the funny and, thing is my memory goes back even further because um in the summer of nineteen sixty nine I was at my grandparents, yeah, my brother, Camille. we were in Point Clear, Alabama, and yeah, yeah. and Hurricane Camille hit, yeah. and there wasn't an I-10 built yet. so we That had pulled up the roads. Yeah, the roads were all buckled up, yeah. and oh, it was just a terrible sight, but the Broadwater yeah. Beach stood, the, the Broadwater Beach stood tall, and actually, the National Guard from Mississippi could take us as far as there, and they put us up there at the Broadwater Beach. Wait, the Broadwater Beach survived Camille? Absolutely, the main oh, building wow. did, but the but the buildings that were along the beach boulevard there, 
Yeah. They were inundated. Um, oh, but, yeah. Um, and, yeah but the National Guard brought, this is, this is a very, very distinct memory of mine. Of, sure. Well, I just love that area so much. And I, uh, I just, uh, just it, it just breaks my heart, all the casinos. and uh, Well, just, I don't Gregory, like when was the last time you were over there? Because I'll tell you what, Bay St. Louis is getting a real little beach vibe going here. But I just drove through. I just wanted to drive through Beach Boulevard and look at my parents' slab that's still sitting there. With uh, uh, the other six <laughs> slabs that are sitting there right on Beach Boulevard, too. Yeah. And it had a big horseshoe shape. We had all these fine oak trees. About three of the oak trees were lost, and it was a big swimming pool and everything. And then it just walked right on to the beach, right across Beach Boulevard, which is 90, of course. You know what's funny? Um, well, we we were just, we were just talking about this on the drive. We only got about 30 seconds left. But I was, sure, I was sure. just pondering what the length of a memory is, a bad memory, because there are people building very close to Beach Boulevard again. And mm -hmm. after Katrina, you would think that they would be shy about that. But there they are. And I well, was just I wondering, they, I, I wonder if there's like a length of time where you go, okay, I'm just going to go for it. Yeah, well, I think yeah, there's also kind of restrictive building um, restrictions, too. Um, they have to really build them up, and they have to build them more substantially. I can't yeah. believe some of the old houses still um, exist. Listen, I didn't mean this to be a bummer call. I mean, I love the Mississippi <laughs> Gulf Coast. I just don't like gambling casinos. I just don't like okay, them. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. I Although I must like say, them. I do like the food at Beau Rivage. That steakhouse okay. is really well, good. Well, now, I have eaten there. I have eaten I there. I love sorry. that steakhouse. Uh -oh. That's, oh, that's wow. worth a trip by itself. All right, Gregory, we got to bid you adieu. 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 <laughs> love you guys. Bye. Take care. Bye. God bless you. Gregory uh, is uh, now edging out Ron as the first caller. And poor Greg, the first caller. The gourmet first caller, he's, he's, he's just a memory. He's a distant memory. Call us, Greg, if you are listening. 556-9696. We'll be back. It is time for the bottom of the hour news with the Louisiana Radio Network. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Jeff Palermo. The state health department reports the number of coronavirus patients in Louisiana hospitals has fallen below 1,500 for the first time since July 19th. The state also reported 17 more deaths and nearly 1,100 more cases the number of suspected of active cases is 42,000. Ostner Health has been selected to participate in Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine trial. It's a phase three clinical trial. This particular trial is planning to enroll around 30,000 participants. Ostner Principal Investigator Dr. Julia Garcia-Diaz says Ostner Health has been selected as only one of 120 clinical investigation sites across the globe. The selection comes partly because of Louisiana's status as a COVID-19 hotspot. You need sort of to have the patients being exposed to what you're trying to prevent in order to show that that vaccine works. If successful, the vaccine would still be months away from public release. I'm Kevin Barnhart. Louisiana Radio Network. Tiger Rag. Let's go! Protecting the American people. Coronavirus.
is highly contained can still be contained. Let me start off by saying 2019 was an incredible year for the Tigers. 2020, however, this is the crazy part, ladies and gentlemen. Even without sports for the last few months, we here at Tiger Rack Magazine have been telling the stories behind LSU athletics. And it's been filling our pages with can't miss content. Now, we're looking forward to filling Tiger Stadium this fall. I have never had anything but a good time. But we gotta keep that coronavirus under control. The spread of coronavirus is a serious matter. We're all in this together. The sports world is constantly moving and constantly changing. And Tiger Rack keeps you updated at the newsstands and on the web at TigerRack.com. On the internet worldwide. When it comes to LSU athletics, Tiger Rack Magazine is the MVP. Most valuable publication. I'm standing in a cave with five full-grown tigers in line. Catch the stories you need to know with the real Tiger King. Online at TigerRack.com. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. We are back here with the food show. <laughs> five five six nine six nine six. Talking about the Gulf Coast. We have not even gotten to our lunch yet at Trapani's. <clears throat> we started talking about Ooh. the Sycamore House. What? What? Um, if you go to nomenu.com, but I have to tell you, it hasn't been completely finished uh, yet. Uh, you will find a, a, a completely uh, full uh, of information from what you're just saying. The Sycamore House? The Sycamore you have a house. review of the Sycamore House and, on there? And also other... Huh. What? Really? Okay. Anyway, huh. that's... I, that was a I, huh. I, I write okay. something every day for the, for the mm -hmm. nomenu.com. No mm -hmm. And uh, there it is. I, I don't know if it's put down yet. That's first thing in the morning. But by the first thing in the morning, that should be in front of you. And uh, I think you'll like it. We have to... I'm going to look up the Sycamore House and see, unless somebody would like, like to, to tell me who is the owner. I It may very well be the same people who did the E-Club so many years ago, but that was a pretty long time ago. I want to say... I want to say single-digit 2000s. It was, it was a while ago. Anyway, um, so we did not go to the Sycamore House. That is going to be our next venture. Um, because I wanted to go back to Trapani's, but I don't really need to go back to Trapani's uh, with you, Tom. I might go there and get a club sandwich. I was surprised to see a club sandwich on the menu. You know, in, in COVID world, today. it's interesting to see how menus have been adapted. And I find it kind of fascinating as to what winds up on the temporary menu and what is eliminated from the regular menu uh, and not on the temporary menu. And you'll see things like over at Keith Young's, for example. Keith Young had two places. He's got the Steakhouse and Krabby Shack, which is a seafood place down the road. And um, he, when this all happened, he changed the menu of Keith's and brought in a bunch of Krabby Shack dishes. And so it's sort of a compilation of both of those things. And uh, I think a lot of people have done that. And I, you know, maybe they don't have two restaurants and they've brought them, you know, together on a menu. But there's a lot of temporary menus out there that don't really bear a lot of resemblance to the real 
original menus. Who do we have? Joe. Let's talk to Joe. Hello, Joe. Hi, Joe. Welcome Hi, to the food show. Hey, Hi, Marianne. Hi, Tom. Hi. Come um, on so in. I'm calling from uh, uh, Pass Christiane. Oh. And okay. uh, I can give you some background on the Sycamore House. My oh, wife please and I do. go there really frequently. It's uh, Chef Michael and Chef Stella are the owners. Hmm. Uh, they live in the house. They have two children, I believe. And we've been going there since, you know, basically pre Katrina. And uh, it's a great place. I mean, uh, compared it is. to, like you say, Trapani's or the Blind Tiger, you know, it's, it's a lot classier. Uh, oh, the, yeah. the menu is very eclectic, it's international. Um, and and it's it's just done well. I mean, it's, it's uh, gourmet. I mean, it's definitely great gourmet. Guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. And uh, the service is usually good. They have a nice little bar in the back, and uh, they their brunch. They have a Sunday brunch, which is excellent. Uh, their scalloped uh, main course is to die for. It's delicious. And then and if you don't you know if you want to do something different, you can get a an Asian curry, which is also great. Uh, flautas, I mean, a little bit of Caribbean, uh, Ropa Vieja, I mean, they, they just really span the globe. Oh, wow. Uh, very, very, very well done. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm looking up the, the name. Of the, uh, of the Yeah, their Paris. last name, their last name. Um, so yeah, it's a married I couple. Know, I don't know that it's, it's name, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, think, their, I think, I think it's. God, what? Right. Web page, it's something. Yeah, I think these are the people who uh, have owned it for a long time. So there's been no change in the ownership that you know of, right? Not, not that I know of. We were, yeah. we've okay. gone. We, we've been out of the state for a while, and uh, we haven't gone back in a, uh, since the COVID breakout. But uh -huh. uh, we saw Chef Michael out in front of the restaurant building the other day. Okay, they're doing some some work to it and what have you. The problem uh -huh. with Bay St. Louis is, in my opinion, Bay St. Louis is trying to become Pensacola. Uh, uh -huh. It's not. It's not the same. And then, like you or one of the other callers said, I don't know what people are thinking. That they're building it up so much, right where it all got wiped away, and they're just yeah. asking for trouble. Yeah. Well. Um, I think that I, I kind of like the fact that it's trying to become Pensacola because I don't really want to drive to Pensacola. Although, you know, you do have to, it's, it's the blue, blue water versus brown water thing. And I'm always going to want the blue water. Uh, so that does make it worth the drive. But, um, but if I'm just going to, you know, to just go get something to eat and take a little drive, I think, I think the Bay St. Louis that exists today is probably a better one. I mean, it's it's a much hipper place. I'll tell you that. I'll bet you the, I'll bet you the property values have quadrupled. Yeah, along with the insurance. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. No, it's uh. So, do you? You said you live in Past Christian? Yeah, I do. Uh huh. Okay. So, do you come into New Orleans nice... when you want oh, to we eat do. or? You do, okay. We we do on occasion. Yeah, it's uh, uh, we we've hit, you know, all the, the 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 top line. We listen to you guys religiously, and for years we've, uh, we've followed your guidance. And you know, I would love. You know, it, I, when I go to New Orleans to a restaurant and I see a food truck, I say to my wife, "It amazes me 
what you can do with a can of anything in this city and turn it into some something just superlative. It's just an amazing place. It is. It really is. And Did so you much. live in New Orleans at one time and just moved to Pass Christian, or you've always been from there? No, 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 not. Uh, we're we're retired military actually, and we okay. moved down here a year before Katrina and settled oh. in the past. Went oh. through the Katrina thing, and uh, wow, you know, we've been here ever since. And so uh, it, it it was kind of an adopted retirement uh, home, mm -hmm. if you will. Uh, well, there are worse places it, to retire for sure. You know. Oh yeah, it's it's nice. Yeah. yeah. One other thing I'd like to mention, well, um, while we were out of state, we have a condominium in Florida, and we were we were just happened to be there right at the outbreak of the COVID uh, virus, and I had fortunately I had a couple of books about restaurants and restaurant tours. Mm -hmm. One was the uh, oh uh, Kitchen Confidential, mm -hmm. uh, written by uh, uh, what's the guy's name now. Anthony Bourdain. Uh, Anthony, Anthony Bourdain. And I read that, and it was a little bit dark. I mean, yeah. and Anthony uh -huh. Bourdain's demise is, you know, kind of not surprising. Uh -huh. But then yeah. I picked up the book. I picked up Ella Brennan's biography. And I tell you, uh, as a retired military officer, it's it's the best leadership book I think I've ever read. It's oh, wow. absolutely absolutely packed with great examples of just superlative leadership. It was really refreshing to read that book. It was just fascinating to, to, to you know, learn the background of the family issues and all that. But the way she just bucked it and made it work, it was just it's phenomenal. A lady I would love to have met. Yeah, well, she just passed away, what, a year and a half ago? Yeah, yeah it was relatively recently, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Well, time but goes by so quickly. There, if anyone's out there and they want to read an, an inspirational book by a by a super super inspirational lady, that mm -hmm. that biography is the one to read. It was just really really good. Well, that's uh, we'll have to mention that to T the next time we see her because uh, she was mm -hmm. definitely she was a force to be reckoned with. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I absolutely. I tried to force that force uh, for <laughs> for years, and she'd always get me at the end. I was uh, yeah. I joke around with her a lot. As a matter of fact, all the Brennan people, uh -huh. they always had a good sense of humor about things. Dick Senior, yeah. who was uh, uh, Ella's brother, uh, Dick uh -huh. uh, he he could make jokes around the the silliest things and. Uh, just a brilliant person. Yeah, he was. Uh, it's uh, it's no surprise that the legacy continues across the. Oh no! That, that this not. is a family which will always have descendants, very likely to keep to yeah. keep it going. Mm. Anyway, what's what's good eating the over there? Uh, because we're you know we're we're making that little trip now, and there's just not that much. What's going on in? Uh, you know, um, uh, Pass Christian doesn't have anything, right? No, we had a little place called Cuevas Bistro. It was uh, on Menge Avenue, which runs from I-10 down to 90. And it was a real, very comfortable, country-like bistro. And it was tremendous. Very, very good service, great food. And, and it burned down. Uh -huh. And the people, the owners, the owners tried to relocate in Bay St. Louis, right around the corner from Trapani's. And it never, never caught on for some reason. Mm. 
And so now I think that place is uh, an Italian restaurant of some variety. Why didn't they stay where they were? Why didn't they relocate and pass Christian? I think it was insurance again. It was that, that whole right issue. after the, the uh, what's what was her name? The uh, that Katrina. The, Katrina. Uh, no, this was no. the one before that in uh, eighteen. Rita. No, even before that. <laughs> let's play guess the hurricane. Yeah, let's find out. <laughs> All right, so where do you go if you're heading east in Mississippi to eat and not west to New Orleans? Yeah, uh, um, 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 let's see. Well, the Beau Rivage, as you mentioned, they have some very, very good restaurants. They do. The Imperial, they... Imperial Palace has a good steakhouse land, like their 26th floor. Uh, mm -hmm. And then there's Mary Mahoney's. Mary Mahoney's is a good place. Okay. All right. And that's, and, you know, in Biloxi, uh, we've got a uh, Ruth Chris uh, Steakhouse. Uh, that's in the Hard Rock Casino, Hard Rock. Uh, in I'd Biloxi. much rather go to the one in Beau Rivage. Do you like the one in Beau Rivage? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, What's it called again? And, you know, BR Prime? Uh something like that yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah. yeah i like um, that one i like that little pizza place be? along uh the little pizza place uh that's popped up about five or six years ago um it's it's two stories and it's up on the second floor and it's right around the casinos on on the main drag i don't remember the name of it though i like that uh, one well you can get anyway. this at uh at this uh, sycamore house and their pizzas are great oh i'm sure Okay, definitely. Yeah, Brunch good. sounds good at the Sycamore House. We're going to have to do that next time. Yeah, it's really yeah. beautiful, yeah. and it has a lot of history to it, uh, largely the, in that the owners uh, swapped out at least once I know of, and then it, I don't know what's, what's happened there lately, but uh, that is uh, quite a piece of work there. Yeah, right we're, the we're going to try that. That's going to – I don't know why we wasted – $104 on Trapani's. We should have gone to Sycamore yeah. House, but anyway. No. Trapani's All right. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you, you, you think so. You think Trapani's is in decline. Yeah, I do. I, I, okay. I, we were there, you know, you know, five, six years ago. It was okay. a very popular spot, very, yeah. very uh, you know, reservations required, and it was uh -huh. good. But lately, okay. eh, I, okay. I'd go to Sycamore House any day. Okay, well, I wasn't sure if that was my imagination. I don't have a lot of experience with Trapani's, but it seemed to me that it was not nearly as good as I was expecting it to be. Okay. No, and there's a, yeah, I think the other restaurant, I think right next door, I think it's 200 North Beach is what uh -huh. it's called. And that's, eh, it's, you know, it's about the same. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's, well, just wait till Oxlot gets there. Oxlot is, uh, wait till Oxlot gets there. Um, there are two people who own a restaurant here at the Southern Hotel who are actually from Mississippi. And, um, and they are putting in, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's going to be called Oxlot 9. Um, because, I mean, Oxlot has a special meaning in Covington. But they're putting in a restaurant, actually two, in that hotel that's going up. So well, there'll be yeah. a casual well. one. And a, and a more mm -hmm. uh, gourmet one. And those, they, those people, that's Jeff and Amy Hansel, they, that's good, that's good eating there. That's good stuff. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, Let me ask you this, and, and when you're in Los Angeles, have you ever heard of the boiling crab? No. 
Yeah, I've heard of it, okay. but I don't remember the uh, con the uh, what is it? The Where is it? Where's the boiling crab? Well, I'm not re I, I'm really sure, but the the owner is a, a gent named Kurt Kimball, and he just renovated a house right down the street from where we live, and um, he is apparently also trying to start a restaurant in past Christiane, and I talked to uh, his sister the other day. She runs a, a local shrimp and seafood uh, fishmonger place on the, on, in the harbor, and she said that he's having a hell of a time dealing with the city to get, you know, get a place to build or a place Unbelievable. to Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It is. You know, it, this state, and I, I'm sorry, this state has a, a penchant for, trying to, for shooting itself in the foot as far yeah. as... You know, food and beverage yeah. goes. It, one thing after another, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but, it's too uh, bad, too, because well, there, there's a lot of people over there, and there are a lot of people like us who would like to take a little drive over there, and there's just not right. that much. There's not. Anyway. No. All right, no. Joe, always an interesting call. Thank you. Okay, take care, y'all. Take care. Bye. Five five six nine six nine six. We are overdue. We have to yeah. take a break right now. We'll be right back. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180 with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now, this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. Jack and Allie Cousins launched their eponymous brand from a case of Creole tomatoes Allie's dad dropped off one day. The line of Cousins salad dressings has expanded since then to include blue cheese dressing, a fresh salsa, an olive oil and herb vinaigrette, as well as the famous Creole tomato. Made in small batches to ensure perfection, these dressings are all natural and made from the finest ingredients. Need a quick dip? They're great for that too. Cousins salad dressings at grocery stores all around town, refrigerated in the produce section. See the full line at CousinsProducts.com. Parish Coffee is a small batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to ParishCoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to Parish. You make me feel so young. I love that song. I love all of his stuff. Hey there, folks. You're listening to The Food Show. Tom and Mary yeah. Fitzmore is here. 32 years running, Tom. 32 years. Anyway, His we enemies. do nothing here but just blather on about food. Joe is a most interesting call. Yes, yeah. he is. Anyway, 556-9696 if you would like to join us. We are here to do that with you. And you know what it costs to join our organization? No, what does it cost, Tom? As far as I know, it doesn't cost anything. <laughs> and you can come here and get uh, take advantage of not what you would call really dazzling conversation. Uh, but we, we have these conversations every day. And uh, if you are an eater, 
uh, or a drinker and you do it well, we will make it for you even better than you even thought that it was. And we can no, all get don't together. Don't go out on a limb there, Tom. I and, don't know if uh, we can. There we are. I don't know if we can live up to that. But anyway, we're here to talk about food. Yeah. That, that's food. good. That's it. We like food. You like food. Who doesn't like food? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that, true. That silly little movie. Um from the 60s with Don Knotts, the ghost and Mr. Chicken. Oh, uh-huh. That's funny. And he was romancing yeah. that girl that was way out of his league. And they were at the picnic. And he said, I like good food. My mother liked good food. And I don't remember the last thing he said. And, oh, and she said, I like good food, too. And I'm thinking, who doesn't like good food? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we if you like good it. food, want to hear about good food, even if you had bad food, you know, want to hear about that too, because <clears throat> that's what we do here. We talk about food. And I Indeed. want to make this clear. I'm not saying that Trapani's was bad. I'm just saying that it was not what I was expecting it to be because I had been there several years ago and I enjoyed it a yeah. lot. But I think in the end, when you boil it all down, it's basically pretty ordinary food, which is okay. I mean, it's in a nice oh, environment. Uh, it's a really hip little, not hip, but it's a really comfortable little place mm -hmm. with a lot of stuff happening, a little buzz about it. Yeah, you know, could be worse. Yeah, a lot of people have a lot of ideas that are a lot better yeah, than yours. could be worse. Or yours. Or I beg your pardon. That guy over there and that watermelon <laughs> up there. Okay, so we never did get, get yeah. to the actual meal. So we uh, started with the char-grilled oysters, which you mm -hmm. liked, if I recall correctly, And stop eating them. And I wonder how many we could eat if we just sat there eating them indefinitely. Mm, with or without the little uh, cream uh, I'm trying to think what was what was interesting about those in particular. I don't think they were particularly Parmesan-y. Herbs and, and... It was good. They were good, though. I, I thought they, they were, were good. good. And yeah, then I had, and this was kind of silly of me to not inquire about this, because um, I had crab claws, which were up on the blackboard. I love crab claws. I love crab claws. And good crab claws are hard to beat in my book as an appetizer. I think the best crab claws out there are probably at Pat Gallagher because the crab claws that Gee, he really? buys, you only get like six of them, but they're massive. Very they're big. almost like a Joe Stone crab claw. We were just there uh, less than yeah. a month ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, boy, his, his crab claws. Yeah, and, they're really and good. And of course, they're very, super buttery. Fantastic. They're yeah. super buttery and they get a grilly, this you know, like Covington. fabulously fattening sauce as everything else he does has. Covington and Mandeville. Uh, those are really good. I yeah. like the ones at Impostados. Excellent. I like the ones at Cafe Lynn on the North Shore. Those underrated, are very good. Underrated are restaurant. Very good. I think that place is excellent. Cafe Lynn. It's yeah, uh, yeah. downtown on the Not downtown. North Shore. No, no. It's on the North Shore on yeah. 190. Uh, right. And it's, it's a good little place, but their crab claws are particularly good. Their crab claws are so good. The sauce is so good that I usually will then ask as a side, just dried cooked pasta so that I can pour it on and make an alio olio with 
with it. It's it's that good. It's re it's really really good. So anyway, these were not great. They were tiny, which is disappointing. Like I don't know why you would offer crab claws if they're little bitty crab claws, because usually, you know, usually they're of some size to make it worth your while. Now you did get a huge pile of them. I'll say that, and they weren't bad. They were fine. The taste was good. I like the taste rather well, actually. But they were served over a pile of lettuce, which I thought was odd, and um, and they were they were little. They were little crab claws, and and uh, and they were sixteen dollars. And I don't know if I'm, I don't know how I feel about that. Sixteen dollars seems to be a lot for what I had, although crab is expensive. But anyway, they were little crab claws, and that that's always kind of a no no. Although, what would you do? with little crab claws other than serve them like that. I don't know. Anyway, that's that was my appetizer. We got that. And then for some inexplicable reason, I guess because I've been on this fried food eating binge all week, I thought, okay, fried onion rings? Sure, why not? So I asked her if they were thin or thin. I asked, her, I asked two questions. First, are you cutting them back there? Yep. She said yes. And I said, are they thick or thin? And she said, they're thin-ish. And I went, really? Okay. What she meant, I think, was that they weren't fat around because they were definitely not thin cut cat uh, uh, onion rings. They were about an inch wide. So I don't know what she thought I meant by thin, maybe Maybe they only use one ring of the onion, which is true. They were thin in that regard, but um, and they they weren't bad. I thought they were kind of good, actually, if you are okay with the thick onion rings. But I'm not a thick onion ring person, so I was a little put off by that. But they they were good enough. Those were good enough. Um, and then after that, we had um, what did I was I was deciding between. The meatballs and spaghetti, which I thought probably were pretty good in a place like that, with the name Trapani, and um, and you got the chicken parm, which was oddly presented. I thought oddly presented. I thought it was oddly presented. Stays pretty much the same all the did time. He, so did he play for the Saints? Oddly Maybe presented. that's it. That could be the story. Uh, you know, no, it was a, it was like a, it was a, maybe a little paneed chicken breast where the pane had fallen off of it. And there was no sauce on it or cheese on it because usually chicken parm has cheese on it too, doesn't it? And then there was a pile of angel hair spaghetti with a mediocre sort of red sauce and a lot of Parmesan cheese. It was it was odd. That was a little odd, I thought. And then I couldn't decide if I wanted the club, which when I went to the bathroom was coming out of the window, which looked really great, or the Cuban sandwich, which the waitress flipped over when I said it and recommended it so highly that I I took her recommendation. And I thought that was really good. I thought the Cuban sandwich was not, again, not a typical Cuban that I've seen, where the the 
pork portion of it is sort of a pulled pork, not a barbecue pulled pork, but it's a, you know, it's like a braised pork. This was a slice of pork roast and it was kind of a thick slice of pork roast, which I have to say I didn't really care for, but the flavor was really good. I thought the flavor was actually pretty darn good. Now, where was they this had again? mayo and mustard and a lot of pickles. And I thought as a Cuban goes, it was a tasty sandwich. At Trapani's. At Trapani's, yeah. Yes. And so uh, that and two glasses of wine. Tom did not get dessert because Tom didn't finish even half of the chicken parm. Uh, and I never get dessert. So we didn't have dessert. So that was like 104 with the tip. So anyway. Mm -hmm. But it was a pleasant, pleasant lunch. And I really do yeah. enjoy going over there. It's just pleasant is the word for it. That's what we're after you know? here is yeah, make your exactly. days pleasant, pleasant and enjoyable. You can treat yourself in, you in this new Why COVID not? world. They, that hasn't gone away yet. All right, 5569696 is the number. We are at the top of the hour news now from the Louisiana Radio Network. And after that, we will be back with some more food talk here on the reboot of the food show, WGSO New Orleans. This is Adam Schubert. Join me on the bench Sunday nights at 7 p.m. here on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. Advertising American workers. Today I'm signing an executive order to ensure that the federal government lives by a very simple rule, hire American. We've been doing it at a level that hasn't been done maybe ever. I'll also be taking firm disciplinary action against the leadership of the Tennessee Valley Authority which has sadly and cruelly betrayed American workers. The order targets job outsourcing within federal agencies that replace American jobs with inexpensive foreign labor. Top leaders from both sides of the aisle are meeting to discuss a new stimulus plan. Enhanced unemployment benefits did expire on Friday for millions of Americans as Democrats rejected a Republican plan, a short-term plan, to keep those intact. This is USA Radio News. Extendivite really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. Amazon customer, 5 out of 5 stars. I'm quite happy about it. This product has relieved what appears to be an angina problem, pain in the chest after climbing stairs, and short on breath. I'm quite happy about it. Dr. Sam Surreal. Good product and ingredients. Kept my blood pressure normal after mild heart attack in 2015. Switched to plant-based diet also to reverse atherosclerosis. John Bispicos, five out of five stars. Built up my immune system. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Politicians who attended the funeral of Congressman John Lewis in Georgia won't have to worry about Washington, D.C.'s strict new quarantine rules as they return to the city because they're deemed too essential to lock down. A who's who of Democratic politicians attended Thursday's funeral in Atlanta despite a state ban on gatherings of more than 50 people. Some 50 members of Congress attended, including Democratic Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi and Senator Kamala Harris. Georgia is among 27 states that Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser deemed to be coronavirus hotspots and therefore subject to her July 24th order 
requiring anyone traveling from a high-risk area to self-quarantine for 14 days when they arrive in the nation's capital. President Trump says he's open to a deal in which Microsoft buys the video sharing app TikTok, but he says the government should receive a payment just for clearing the purchase. This is USA Radio News. Working from home? I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here are some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at youmove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. South Carolina's Horry County is bracing for Tropical Storm Isaias. Council Chairman Johnny Gardner says the state is ready. Horry County is ready, as always, when it comes to storm preparations. This is unlike the COVID pandemic in that we have an emergency, but we see a start generally and we see an end generally, and we're prepared for that. That's what we do here. The potential Category 1 hurricane is expected to make landfall as soon as 1 o'clock Eastern time in the Carolinas. Americans are driving less than they have in more than half a century. USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes has He's IE is staying out of the Gulf of Mexico. There'll be a few clouds tonight and a bit more cloud cover tomorrow. That should take the edge off the heat and we'll get under some widely scattered showers and thunderstorms. Not only tomorrow, but Sunday. Going to be a few clouds tonight, a muggy warm night, 70s to near 80. It's about 30, 40% for tomorrow. The 90s drop to lows of 70s to near 80 tomorrow night. Lower 90s with scattered afternoon storms again on Sunday. Isolated thunderstorms Monday and Tuesday. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. So you think you can beat a train? Well, think again. Even at low speeds, trains can cause serious injuries or death. You must slow down and yield when you approach all railroad crossings. If a train is approaching, always stop behind the solid white line or at least 15 feet from the crossing. Never stop on the tracks. It's the law and it could save your life. Proceed only when the train has cleared the area and no other trains are approaching. again because boy we like the whole idea of doing what we're doing right now it's just one of those very relaxing times and when you're asked what is it all about it's sometimes hard to figure it out because it feels so good and you don't want to change anything else out of this so uh that's the the theme of the food show this is tom fitzmorris I just, just recently started this uh, back, what was it, 1951? <laughs> uh, and, and you were laughing, but it's true. It is actually. It is? Yeah, you, yeah you're doggone right. Uh, Mary, uh, Mary Ann is Okay, here. so yes, I'm here. Hi. 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 Yeah, hi. Hi, everyone. Hi. We ran into Errol and Peggy Laborde on Friday night. I, uh, I bumped into them on we went. We ran into them Friday night at, of course, Mandina's. Mandina's? Yes. Yes. Uh, Don, the gourmet neighbor... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Suggested that I need to go to Mandina's circa July 2020 to give a fair assessment of Mandina's. Mm -hmm. 
And what so did we did. Out, what was turned out? I stick to what I said, which was, oh, okay. it doesn't move me. Oh. It doesn't move me at all. Um, it was a little, you know, not really normal, obviously, because it was one of those places that had moved tables instead of just spacing people out. Like some people, some people, you can see that they're obviously spaced and some people um, have taken tables out. And when the tables are taken out, it looks even more awkward, I think. And that's what, what, that's what was going on here. The tables were actually removed. And um, it, it, you know, it was Mandina's, but I'm not, I'm just not that big of a fan of Mandina's. Although I think I got the wrong thing. Um, the seafood platter was what we decided to get because why not? I've been eating seafood platters all week which is extremely unusual for me. But um, I got the seafood platter, and what did you get it at Mandina's, Tom? Um, you got the trout meniere. Blow your own bubbles? You got, you got trout meniere. Trout which was, meniere. Was it, was it trout or was it redfish? Very likely. Yeah. Uh, either one of those, really. Uh -huh. uh, the, uh, it was kind of a thick sauce. Well, the, uh, that Meniere sauce, that is that way. You, you look at all the old standard restaurants, Antoine's and Galatoire's, blah, blah, blah. That's all over the place there. Okay, uh, but, but you know what? What's the difference in um, a brown butter sauce that is clear brown mm -hmm. butter mm -hmm. with almonds? A little bit of browning. No, no, what I'm saying is that is a brown butter sauce meniere? In, a, in the large sense it is, but okay. really... So when I see these gloppy kind of sauces that I've been seeing lately as a meniere sauce, why are those thicker and gloppier? Is it just like flour added to the brown butter well, or what? That, that's not a, a, the right way of doing it. If, if, that's what if it's gloppy, it's not right. Well, yeah, then it, I would say it was not right at Mandina's because it was really gloppy. Didn't you think? Well, uh, yeah. But the, the, Did the, you like that? Not especially. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the, uh, which uh, kind of fish it is. Recently, I ran into one uh, that was really something kind of... Uh, off to find there with a triple, is it? Uh, triple tail? Triple tail. No, I, I would love to find it. No, triple yeah, but that tail. wouldn't be served with a like triple tail meniere, would you? Yeah, well, there's another one in there. Oh, you had really a rainbow tough. trout. That's no, what you're that's, talking about? No, it okay. puts you up in the west. Right. Way well, that's, west. well, you did have that. Uh, it's at Bistro Byron a few days ago. Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's see, well, there was one. Anyway, this was kind of a gloppy okay. meniere sauce. It was brown and, and brown, you know, things that are brown most are well brown boring brown but then sometimes they're brown brown and appealing this was not brown and appealing uh, well that can be done too yeah there's lots of ways to make it very bad food. so we started off with fried eggplant it was a frying festival for me anyway oh, yeah. fried eggplant which mm -hmm. i thought were really good the fried eggplant were, were good mm -hmm. the sticks of fried eggplant mm -hmm. and um and they had a a red sauce that I thought was good too. 
I thought it was good. I should have gotten meatballs and spaghetti. Maybe that's what I should have had. Well, it's always coming. Anyway, they had a, um, they, they, you know, I'm saying I didn't like it, but I did like it. I thought that the, the shrimp were good. I mean, I had, I had, um, we, uh, on the seafood platter, there was a lot of shrimp and a lot of oysters and big pieces of fish. You know what I'm saying? You know, shame on me because I was saying it wasn't good, but it was good. It was good. As I think about it now, it was a very nice seafood platter. It was big pieces of fish, a lot of shrimp, a lot of oysters, and this, this like, um, a baseball size crab thing. Let me see. It was I a can, crab ball. I, I, I want to ask you. It was um, a crab ball that was that's fried. This is, it's basically uh, a, a collection or a. a, a, there's, a there's an expression for this that's better than the one I on used. a seafood platter. You mean seafood platter? It's the seafood platter yeah. all fried. Yeah. And uh, there, there's that. That's one thing. And then when you have. A sauce, you have something that's kind of different. They might be equally good, but uh, well, you never see a sauce on a seafood platter. Not often, but we did. And during the last two or three weeks, uh, I did run into that about three, four times. It seemed to be everywhere right now for some reason. Well, Don said that um, that the stuffed eggplant is really good. That the stuffed oh, eggplant yeah. with Delicious. shrimp and ham and crab which sounds very New Orleanian, and maybe I should have gotten that. But I did like the seafood platter a lot. I thought it was good. So, yeah, I mean, it was good. Mm -hmm. It was good. Uh, and for some inexplicable reason, I started eating very ordinary French fries and a lot of them. So I guess I just <laughs> sort of like in my uh, when my daughter-in-law threw up her hands and had the, the chicken wings at Chimes. Ah, eh, you know, you're here, well, do it. And that's what I did. That has not been my experience there, even though I have had – of a couple of things from that over the couple of years that you've been there. Anyway, it was, uh, it was, it was, you know, and now that I'm thinking about it, I didn't really like the way your fish looked, Tom. No. I, I didn't like the way your fish looked, but I thought that the seafood platter I mean, was quite good, actually. Guys, and the, and the uh, eggplant, the eggplant sticks were good. So it was good. It, but it's just like, I, I just don't, I just don't like, to eat that way anymore. There was a time when I ate like that all the time. And, um, and I was much fatter. And then I stopped eating like that. And then I wasn't so fat. And now <laughs> I managed to get fat again in COVID anyway. So I think, oh, what the heck, I'll just go back to eating like that. But I don't feel good when I eat like that. And, and I, I, I have to get a grip. So mm. today's my first day of getting a grip on that kind of eating. Watch, you're going to hear that I went out and got a seafood platter again this evening. <laughs> five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. That is some of our eating over the weekend. Uh, but there's more. We definitely mm -hmm. did have quite the eating weekend. So we'd like to hear about yours, too. If you would like to talk to us, five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. We will be back after these messages. 
I have loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. The New Orleans Ice Cream Company offers a true taste of New Orleans in every bite. This is ultra-premium ice cream whose flavors are inspired by everything we love to eat in New Orleans. Twelve specialty flavors like Café au lait and beignets, Bananas Foster, Creole Cream Cheese, Punchatula Strawberry, Coffee and Chicory, and Chocolate City. Remember that? Don't miss the po'boy ice cream sandwich, New Orleans Ice Cream, at stores all around town. See all our products at NewOrleansIceCream.com. One of my favorite roast beef poor boys isn't a poor boy place at all. DiMartino's is a wonderful restaurant with traditional Italian food and excellent fish and chicken dishes, as well as the muffalettas for which they are known. With three locations on the West Bank that are more casual, the Covington restaurant feels upscale with good food and great prices. It's a winner. DiMartino's Covington, Marrero, Algiers, and Terrytown. DiMartino's.com. I get misty just holding your hand. Yes, indeed. 556-9696 is the number. We have some good stuff to give you if you would like to call us and tell us something fascinating. Or it doesn't even have to be fascinating. It just has to be eh, mildly interesting. Although we do have some very good callers when, when they call good callers. 556-9696. Mr. Orleans, $50 gift certificate, and uh, what's the matter? Yeah. I don't know what you're thinking. You need to bring that up just a little oh, okay. bit. Okay. And um, we have a $25 gift certificate to Rosie's on the River, and what else? Actually, that's it. That's it. We're going we're gonna to get, get more in a little grab bag. Five five six nine six nine six. Okay, so then last night we went someplace we haven't been in a while. As a matter of fact, I think we might not have been there in all of COVID world, I think. Because I don't remember the waiter that we were talking to having a mask, and I think their masks are kind of cool. They've got Zia on it. So it was odd to be talking to him behind a mask. So I think I, I think we haven't been there in a in that long. And we used to go every week to Zia. It was kind of our go-to Sunday night place. And then they took Tom's uh, tomato soup off the menu, and it just sort of fell apart for you, huh, Tom? The desire to go to Zia yeah. just sort of fell apart. Yeah, you know, I didn't. Free from me. I didn't see if they had their fried fish on the menu because I was going to go ahead and get fried fish again just to continue the now tradition of eating fried seafood, but I didn't see it, so um, so we didn't get that. We got the Mediterranean hummus, which was a mistake. I love their hummus. I think I think the hummus at Zia is some of the best around. I really do. Um, they roast their garlic first. And they serve it with a lot of olive oil and um, roasted garlic and olives on it. 
and I should have left well enough alone and not gotten the Mediterranean version, which is loaded with so much stuff that in the words of Dick Brennan, tastes like nothing. That's what he used to say. A lot right? of feta cheese, green onions, tomatoes, sun-dried tomatoes, olives, a lot, a lot of stuff on that. And, and I, I, I was kind of craving the simplicity after it came to the table. And then you got a hamburger, which was really odd for you. Tom kept ordering food, which was kind of strange. You had um, a hamburger. Why did you like cheese on your burger, Tom? I don't think they go together. I don't really think the, a grilled piece of beef and uh, cheese. cheese go together. I mean, everybody puts it in there, I think, just to boost it up with a little more interest in the thing, but to, not me. Everybody's got it different. Well, I like I like cheeseburgers. As a matter of fact, a mm -hmm. burger is not a burger to me without cheese on it. But you had one last night, and it was pretty good, I thought. And that one, uh, well, it didn't have bacon on it, although. No, it did have bacon. It the did have, but I didn't tell them to do it. it. They, uh -huh. they just put it in there. Well, I, think it's, it's, I think it was a bacon cheeseburger that you ordered. So, <laughs> so that kind of by definition would have to have bacon on it. Mm -hmm. But it was uh, more well done than you usually like. I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, then Tom decided he needed some fries. So he orders a salad. I think they have a really good house salad there. Do you like their house salad at Zia? Um, it's a very large it's salad a for a side salad. A and salad, I think it's, it's really good. A salad for, for two. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think it's good. If you didn't get that peanut ginger yeah. dressing, I would help you eat it. But then you, or, you asked about some of their other dressings, all of which are a little bit strange. There was a Thai vinaigrette, and then there was a pepper jelly vinaigrette. And I was sort of thinking I would eat this if there wasn't those kinds of exotic dressings on it. But the peanut ginger was kind of interesting. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I just have a thing about peanut being something that I eat by myself or I eat a peanut butter cookie, but that's about the extent of peanut, the taste of peanut uh, on other things. I don't know. It's probably just me. But the salad was good. And then Tom said, well, where are the French fries? And I said, well, you ordered the salad instead of the French fries. He said, well, I kind of like some French fries too. So then we ordered French fries, which came late, and they were extremely uh basic french fries mm -hmm. and they had that, that they were very hot that outside coating oh this is another that, pet I don't, peeve well, every of tom's. time i taste i don't even have to taste it i can look at it <laughs> it's a pet peeve of tom's it's not a pet so you didn't peeve. like it There's so, nothing you, didn't, wrong so with you ordered the french fries and then you didn't even eat them because you didn't like them but no no i know what to expect from it it's more uh to, to exclaim well then stop was. ordering them Tom because I don't want to eat them well, I just I, wind up eating them I keep hoping that something's gonna happen oh but uh, <laughs> but at the bottom line it's actually a good fries fry. perfectly normal fries and then I got yeah. the uh, the small version of the Thai ribs which I think is very good although for some reason I didn't eat much of them last night mm. and that was it so we went to Zia for the first time in a very long time yeah, we haven't been in a while. We used to go there every Sunday night uh, just for years after years after years. Then the, the service started really annoying us, and that's why we stopped mm -hmm. going. Is that it? Yeah. But they have a very cute little waiter now, and he's uh, he's we'd like to go and talk to him. There was this really cute 
a French woman that waited on us for a while. And I don't know. I haven't. That's always we haven't cute. seen her in a long time, so I guess she's not there anymore. But it was very, very. Um, it was very Spartan in there, and the waiter told us that it, the that business precipitously declined after the mask mandate went in. So that doesn't surprise me at all. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, we would love to talk to you. Uh, we did not talk much about the Peking restaurant last. Or oh, the Peking. Do you remember when we, we, we just touched on it, but yeah, I wanted to like talk about weeks. it a lot more. And it was like Friday. Okay. I want to mm -hmm. talk about it a lot more because the Peking was a very significant Chinese restaurant, wasn't it? Very much so, but it was kind of hid because it was in a small strip mall. No, not strip mall. It was a little mall uh, out it in the It was a freestanding building in that it mall, was, though, wasn't it? It was, but they it? had a and b in it. They had a couple of yeah. other things in Yeah, it. but, the, but the, the Chinese restaurant itself they had a McKenzie's was in it. actually a freestanding building it in was. the mall parking lot, wasn't it? Well, it had a few other things. It was all in one building. Uh-huh. And uh, but but again, I tell you, it's things like K and B and and McKenzie's. That shows how far I back that goes. Because I had an office in that that same building. Oh, is that uh, how you discovered time. it? So, uh, well, what were some of the things? I know you really like their shrimp toast. Does yeah. anybody remember the Peking five five six nine six nine six? The Peking was a um, a straight ahead Chinese restaurant. Mm -hmm. but a really good one, a sort of above the others. Would you say and, that's true, And a lot of Tom? variety. Where they knew their stuff so well, they always had it sharp and, and moving right along. So you, if you didn't like this one, you, they'd move you up. It was a, an excellent restaurant, and we used to go there. And you used to go there a lot, and then I started going with you, and, um, and I thought it was really good. And I... Mm -hmm. I didn't have a lot of experience with good Chinese food, but I thought it was, you could definitely tell that it was good Chinese food. Absolutely. And then and, all of a sudden they were gone. Well, uh, I'm trying to remember his nickname. Kenny. Was Kenny. It Kenny. was Kenny. And he passed away. No, he didn't. Well, he did sooner or later. <laughs> No, I'm serious. Oh, he did. He, yeah, he I, has since then. I, that's he why, has since why then. I know about it. Um, is that right? Huh? So it, he has passed away since. As since, far as I know. Because he's he spent a a, a pretty long time. Um, Huge uh, building downtown. Yeah, and you would run into him, wouldn't you? You would. I uh, all the time, and he ran uh, the little snack uh, thing right inside the door, so I could go in and get uh, chewing uh, cower. I mean, uh, chew, chewing gum. Chewing gum. Uh huh. Um, uh, it, it just a nice person. Make all around, you felt like your day had been better when you. Yeah, he was a very nice guy. But I thought the food there was good, and it's um, it's kind of on the front end of really good restaurants mm -hmm. uh, of the Chinese variety. Better, and there's Peking duck, which is not the easiest thing in the world to make. That yeah, was working. Well, you can get Peking duck now a lot sure more. But I like there's that back. there's that blue giant. You know that's one of those things that I want to go and try at the blue giant because um, 
I was talking to somebody very unexpected that really liked the Blue Giant. And I don't know if he had had the Peking Duck, but we made a pact that we were going to go back and have the Peking Duck. Does Trey Young, uh, Trey Yen have Peking Duck? They have Warshuop, but I don't know if they have Peking Duck. It's kind of a big presentation, isn't it? Yeah, that's the, it's a big deal. And yeah. you, you have flaming in the, in the uh, dining room and all kinds of interesting stuff. And, and it was and good too. Kenny had it at the Peking? He had picking duck. He, he could do anything. Uh -huh. he, you'd ask him for anything, and he wouldn't pull a book out. Did they do well? Did the restaurant do well? well Was it always I, crowded out there? Uh, I wouldn't say that. They they were they did a good job, but they. Uh, were they busy? Yeah, not particularly. No. That was, well, that was kind was, of in a time, Tom, when people didn't really know what to expect of Chinese yeah. food. They and you were, were out there. That was yeah, well, people were finding their way out there. Did Gerard Croger move because he was out there? I mean, he did okay no, he out was, there, didn't he? He was the one who opened the building. Yeah, I know, but like Gerard Croger started out there. There were mm -hmm. others who started out there, and they did yeah. well enough to move in. Yeah, yeah. You know, Croger's was one of them. Peking was another one. Who else was out there that moved their way in? Uh, I mean, they start small. They start small, and, and then, then they. And then they do well enough, and then they're able to move in. Anyway, this was a four-star restaurant, Tom. It was in the Kenilworth Mall. Uh, they had uh, five stars. They got one of them from me. Wait, the Peking got five stars at one time? I did, yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Huh. I thought it was that good. It was really good. Uh, and I, uh, how do you make shrimp toast? It's kind of disgusting, isn't it? Shrimp toast. Toast. Yeah, I think you kind of put it in a blender or something. Yeah, it's something I remember. I tried not to not, think of it, but it was good. It tasted good. Let's move on and have another day <laughs> and talk about that. No, I'll, I'll look it up. I don't. I, I don't. I think. I think that's it. what it was. Anyway, I'm going to read a little bit about the Peking because it was a it was an impressive restaurant and it was really good. Yeah. And it was not. Um, it's 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 missed. I think. And I'm trying to think if anyone has filled that slot. Do you think anyone has filled the slot from the Peking? Do you think Zhang uh, Golden Dragon is as good as the Peking was, Tom? Uh, this isn't ringing a bell. Hi, Zhang. She was... She was uh, an advertiser back in the day, way back in the day. She, and, you, mm -hmm. and you used to like her commercials because she'd go, Hi, it's John. Mm. You don't remember that? It's cute. <laughs> well, anyway, she had, I think she had Kung's Dynasty on St. Charles and Young's Golden Dragon and the Golden Dragon on Veterans if I'm talking mm. about the same person. And I think I am. Anyway, she's, that's a very upscale Chinese place. But the, big, the, the new place, the, um, the Blue Giant, is the hip version of all of this. And Red's Chinese was previously the hip kid in town. And that's sort of a, sort of a peculiar New Orleans fusion place. But the Peking was straight ahead great Chinese, and it's a pity that it's gone. We'll be back. Bottom of the hour news time, Louisiana Radio Network.
Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Matt Doyle. Bar owners who sued the state and federal court in Lafayette, New Orleans over the bar closure order had their request for a restraining order against the closures rejected. The New Orleans case will be heard on the 14th and the Lafayette case on the 17th. Loyola Law Professor Dan C. Leno does not expect they'll have much success. The standard of review under the U.S. Constitution of proclamations and regulations that affect public health like these do is very differential. The governor's order restricts bars from serving customers on premise, but does allow for customers to buy to-go drinks. And nearly 700 businesses were found to be not in compliance with the COVID spread mitigation measures upon inspection by the state fire marshal in July. Fire Marshal Butch Browning has been confronted with the issues, though. Most businesses work to fix their problems, but... If they dig in and say, we're going to do it anyway, I mean, those type of egregious things are few and far between. In fact, we had, I think we had almost four of those a week ago compared to the thousands of businesses that we make. LRN. This is Trace Atkins for the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Growing up in Sarepta, I could see the value of agriculture every time I left the house. Whether it was timber going to the paper mill or cattle in a pasture, I knew the farmers, ranchers, and landowners were keeping my hometown on the map. And the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation helps keep them in business. So join the Farm Bureau today. Become a member at lafarmbureau.org or call your parish Farm Bureau office. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. Who wants to talk football? Take your game to the next level with the name you need to know for all things LSU sports. Tiger Rag. Find Tiger Rag on air, online, and on newsstands today. Tiger Rag Magazine is where sports fans across the Bayou State have turned for all things LSU for 40 years. 40 years. Covering every touchdown, every home run, and every arrest. That's unfortunate. Tiger Rag Magazine and TigerRag.com. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. Yes, indeed. We have never danced that I can think of. We didn't dance at our son's wedding. We didn't dance at our own wedding. We didn't dance at... at um, I think someone had us... Tom, do you remember when... Um, they were doing the, uh, what was that at the Jefferson Orleans? The Jefferson Orleans. The Jefferson Orleans. Is that place still open even? It, it might be, but their specialty was my kind of music, actually. Yeah, they but they had like some big dance thing going on. Somebody talked the, us into going there every once. every week. Yeah. Uh, in, on Wednesday. Is that still going on? Does anybody know that? 5569696. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. They would serve, they, they served food too, didn't they? They did. Yeah, did big, we have an eat club? Layout. Seems to me like we we, we might have had an eat club there once. Did we've we? Done, we've done one there. Yeah. Yeah. It was mostly thirties. No, not thirties. Forties uh, and into fifties. Gosh, and that all was all the big bands. It was really good. Yeah, I local think... local musicians. Yeah. Classy act. Um. Does they anybody know what happened once. to that? Oh, they did let you sing, Tom. Just I'm so glad. Oh, really. <laughs> Now, if the song had said, I won't sing, then that would definitely not apply to Tom, because Tom will always sing. But dancing, that's another matter. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. All right, back to this Peking. 
Take a category of restaurants. Chances are pretty good that the currently operating eateries of that kind are better than those of 20 or 30 years ago. But there are some exceptions. Grand French restaurants, for example, are much less appealing than they once were because the whole category is moribund. I like that. A more puzzling exception is Chinese restaurants. In general, they are not as good now as they were in the 70s and 80s. About a dozen Chinese places keep their standards high and keep improving. But for the most part, the food was better back then. Henry, did you say we had a caller? Ah, okay. Let's go to Dan. Hmm? Dan, the herb guy. Dan, the herb guy? Uh-huh. Uh, oh, he's probably going to talk about the Orleans, the Jefferson Orleans. Are you, Dan? He probably will. Yeah. I could, but I probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the stuff you said about them is true. I remember that. They're still in business, I can tell you that. My, oh, wait, uh, they are? Oh, yeah. My okay. uh, son-in-law, sisters, married to the child of the guy that died recently that owned the Orleans, I think. Oh. Is it Jefferson Orleans and, and the other one? Who was the other one called? Just Orleans? Jefferson? Yeah, I don't know. It's Jefferson Orleans is what it was. Yeah, and okay, and well, you said they're still doing, they're not still doing those dances, are they? Oh, I think they are. I haven't, yeah. I haven't checked in a while, but last time I looked, it was still there. Huh, okay. <clears throat> well, we haven't done e-clubs in a very long time. Okay, no, so haven't. Dan, what did you call about then? I called about Chinese. Oh, good, to, okay. I, went, I had some take-out take stuff because... Um, my granddaughter likes to go to the Triangle over there on the Jefferson Highway right by the bridge. Uh-huh. Let me go with that one. Is, anyway. is, that a, is that a Chinese restaurant? Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, huh. don't go. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't planning was, to. Go ahead. It was terrible. What do you guys think about the uh, five happiness? Well, you know what someone told me about Five Happiness, like last week, that the cooks that were in the kitchen have all retired and that they have been replaced by cooks of much less stature. Uh-huh. I, I, I haven't been there in a while, but when okay. I used to go, that was one of my favorite Chinese places. Yeah. It's it's a straight ahead kind of place. I wouldn't call it brilliant. The Five Happiness, Tom. The Five Happiness. Yeah, it's definitely not on the order of the one that we're talking about right now. <laughs> definitely not on that order. The one you're we're talking about, giant. We're talking about the Peking, which is a sadly defunct restaurant. This is from Tom's vintage work. Um, well, it was it was out in New Orleans East. I think I've been there before. Uh -huh. Where's that Green Giant or whatever neck, the one you were talking about? Oh, prayer? no, not Green Giant, Blue Giant. Oh, Blue Giant. Yeah. Blue Giant is the new hip kid in town, and it's in the LGD. So if you know what the LGD is, um, you you might qualify to go there. But it's uh, it's in the Lower Garden District right on magazine about, I want to say, three blocks south of the interstate. I've only been to a few restaurants in the magazine, and each time I've gone, I've liked it. 
I like yeah, that well, area. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, where the cool restaurants are, you know, and and all the, the more exotic, interesting ones, you know. We were talking about a place called Sage uh, a couple of weeks ago. It's a new Mediterranean place. It's glamorous, and it's right next to another glamorous ethnic cuisine, Saffron Nola. So if you're looking for interesting, you know, uh, upscale food, that's a good place to go. Who was it that told you that there were... How many restaurants were on Magazine Street at one time, Tom? I think you said something like 85. Do you remember when you did that Magazine Street thing and it was the number of restaurants on Magazine? Somebody actually embarked hmm. on a campaign to go to every single restaurant on Magazine. And they were updating us on it. But I don't remember who it was or how far yeah. they got on that project. There were lots of them. Uh, I remember doing that, but I do that pretty often. Yeah, like I think, I think you year. said like 85 at that time. That was several years ago, though. It's probably what, more what, now. That sounds what high to fun, me. What do you think is the best, best Chinese out here in Metairie? The best? best Chinese in Metairie. Hmm. It used to be Cafe East, but that's gone. Yeah. That was a heartbreaker. I'm starting to go more Japanese now. My granddaughter likes Japanese. I think that's true. I think Japanese is definitely taking over that genre. Would you say, Tom? Uh, Vietnamese, Japanese? Well, that's been going on a long time. Well, it went from Chinese to Vietnamese, and now Japanese is supplanting the Vietnamese, I would say. Could be. Yeah. Because there was a, definitely a switch there, and then it, I was aware of a switch the other way, so... There's this really glamorous new Japanese restaurant. It's it's kind of like um, it's super super upscale. It's like a prefix thing. I'm trying to think of the name of it. If if I do think of it, I'll say it before the end of the show. But it's it's really really out there. I, I don't know, the Dan. One, That's I a go toughie. I one across the street from Sears on uh, Vetsted, where the boulevard is. You said there the, used to be? No, no, still where the boulevard oh, is. The one, it's the one um, where the living wall is. I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> look, at, look at I don't it, know. We it. haven't been to uh, a, a Chinese restaurant in... Um, no, I'm talking about uh, Japanese. Oh, Japanese. No, I don't know. You don't know, know that one? It's right next door to a Lebanese You don't know the name of it? If you don't know the name of it, we can't help you. I don't know what you're talking about. Honey, I hardly know my own name. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help you, Dan. One other thing before I let you go. The other day, about a week or so ago, you were talking about donuts. And you brought up some memories for me that I had to laugh didn't they have Cress on Canal Street, the five and ten cent store? Cress. Did you ever they go to Cress, a... Tom, or were you just a Woolworths kind no, of guy? I'm, I've never heard of the name. Like, anyway, like it's a dime store, right? Cress was a dime no, store. store. Anyway, yeah. I'll tell you about it. I'm talking about a long time ago when I was a kid. You go, you'd go in and they had machines, like a popcorn machine, and it would yeah. drop. 
They would drop a donut in some hot grease, and it would float down about a foot or so, and they'd flip it over and come out and drop on the other side, a cake donut, about the size of the donuts that you buy in the grocery store in the box. And you get them fresh. They were just fresh. That sounds good. Little, I can't even talk. Fried right there on the spot. And you can yeah. watch them. And it's, it, huh. it's a kid. It's fascinating. Why should the sheet spit out this donut and let it float down the grease for about six inches and flip it over and float another six inches and drop out? And there it was. It put some powdered sugar on it. And it was delicious. Yeah. I like cake donuts so much better than glazed donuts. When did glazed donuts start taking over for for cake donuts? They're kind of almost a, a totally different thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like eating candy. Yeah. I mean, a cake donut has some substance to it, but a, a, a glazed donut is just like a flimsy, squeezed. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a donut fan, as you can tell. Anyway. I saw those donuts at uh, Donuts or Donut Donuts. I think it's what they're called. I, I've talked about the fact that the only kind of donut I've ever really liked or even eaten is um, the Hostess cake donuts with the powdered sugar on them. And I happened to they happened to catch my eye as I was leaving Artigues, the little market up in Abita Springs, and I almost bought some, but I didn't. Anyway, thanks for calling, Dan. Whenever, when I was a kid, speaking of the uh, donuts, we had bakeries all over the place. We did, yeah. it, all, well, all uh, of the, in the city, uh, everywhere you look. The Broad Street, uh, you look. we had a bunch of them. We used to go to Free Tags. I vaguely Wait, remember. Where? Free Tags. Free Tags. I, was on I haven't even heard of that. That's an oddity. Oh, uh, man. Was that a noted. donut shop? Yeah, it was right, yeah. right there by Hotel Duke. Oh, okay. Yeah, I never. Okay, bye. I, I never went in that neighborhood. Okay. All right. Take care, Dan. Thank you. Five five six nine six nine six donuts. Yeah. All right. We're gonna. We're gonna. Should we take a break, Henry? Or. All right. We're gonna take a break, and we'll come back to the phones right after that. If you haven't been to the Brick Oven Cafe in Kenner, you're overdue. This is not northern Italian gourmet food. It's a basic, soul-satisfying pasta with red sauce and cheese bubbling over. New York-style pizza with a perfect crust and the toppings you love. It has a fresh update and a new wine list with some exciting wines. Go have a heartwarming Italian meal with a delicious red wine. You deserve it. The Brick Oven Cafe, Williams Boulevard at Veterans Highway, 466-2097. A French chef in New Orleans once said, ladies love chocolate and they do. The more premium, the better. Now New Orleans has a first-class chocolatier, piety, and desire chocolates. Handcrafted by owner Chris Nobles from only ethically traded cocoa beans, these bonbons are pure artistry. See his work at pietyanddesirechocolate.com or call 5 504-491-4333 to order for pickup 11 to 7 Tuesday through Saturday at the store 2727 South Broad Street. Piety and Desire Chocolate. Bistro Orleans, it's back with its familiar classic New Orleans cuisine in a casual setting serving only Louisiana oysters and always wild-caught Des Almonds catfish. And the seafood boat, Carnival Time Lounge, has happy hour Wednesday through Friday. Bistro Orleans is open daily for lunch at 11, dinner Wednesday through Sunday. Bistro Orleans, 3216 West Esplanade in Metairie, 304-1469. 
When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are never what they seem. All right, let's go back to the phones. Who did you say we had, Henry? Doug. Let's go to Doug. Mary Ann. Yes. Yeah. Friday you had a guy on talking about chicken scallopini, and he was talking about how to do it. And yeah, we had, had it totally wrong his, that yep. day. I'm sorry? I'm sorry, go ahead. He had olive oil in the skillet, and he put something else in there, and I missed it. And I'm trying to, I went on the internet to try to find out. It, it, it was olive oil, and some, was it garlic, chopped garlic? Or, do you remember what it was? I don't remember. Did you look at the pot? Did you listen to the podcast? Oh, Henry knows. What was it, Henry? Uh, you had it correct. It was garlic, yeah. Okay. Garlic. Chopped chop, minced garlic, something like that? I mm-hmm. believe he said minced, yes. Minced garlic and olive oil. Okay. That sounds like a good start. Yeah. But the internet just has olive oil. I, I checked all the scallopini recipes, veal, chicken, everything. But it mm-hmm. was garlic. I thought it might be. We'll okay, be like our garlic gotten, here. How would I have gotten the, 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 the podcast? I went to nomenu.com, but I couldn't find podcast. Now, why would that be? Because it's like right at the top. If you go to nomenu.com. Okay. And you scroll down a little bit. It says the food show. You click there. It should be right there. Or every day we post on the Tom Fitzmorris Facebook page, we post a synopsis of the show, and all you have to do is click where it says listen here. Okay, on the podcast, do I have to join something or do I have to uh-huh. do anything? Do hey, anything go to the website. Mm-hmm. Just it's go on the website. website. Click on podcast and that's it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you have to scroll down to get the one that you want. So, you know, they're all dated there. I know, but what do I start? Is it, what, does it say podcast and then start scrolling down? Or does it, it says say the show food or? show. It says the food show and you click on it and then they will all be lined up and you just look for the one that you want and there it is. So when you click on the food show, the podcast automatically come up. Well, they come up after there's a little, you know, explanation of them, and then, you know, they're, they're there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do I, I'm trying to find if I have to select podcast after I've clicked on the You don't the have to show. select anything. You just hit food show, and okay. then you scroll down, and it'll say the food show, 7-28-2020, 7-29-2020, whatever one you want, you click on it. Okay. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Yeah. It should be easy to do. All right, take care. Thanks. Huh? Let's go to Ron, the gourmet waiter. Uh-huh. Hey, good afternoon. How is everyone? Everything Ron is, is the uh, last good. caller of the nice day today. To well, I mean, it's I been a while since the last I was going to talk about barbecue because I'm doing some Argentinian barbecuing today for my okay. neighbors, but I think that uh, we were talking about scallopini on Friday, and assuming that the caller's that still listening, um, if you want, what I can do is just tell him my quick version. Take me about 30 seconds. Go ahead. Oh, fire away. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and buy some chicken breast, and then I'm going to take it home, and I'm going to pound it down to where it's thin. And then I'm going to season it up with a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, maybe a little bit of Cajun seasoning, whatever you like. And then I'm going to dredge it in flour lightly. This is not a heavy coating like my chicken. It's a light dredging. And then what we're going to do is we're going to take that over a medium heat pan with half olive oil, half butter, 
and then we're just going to drop this right in. We're going to get it golden brown on both sides, which ought to be done because the breast is kind of lean. We're going to set that on the side, probably on top of some pasta or some potatoes. And what we're going to do is we're going to deglaze by building the sauce. We're going to a little bit of white wine, and we're just going to kind of scrape the bottom of that pan. We're going to reduce that down just a tiny bit, maybe one more knob of butter, maybe a touch of cream. And we're going to take that. We're going to pour that all over that chicken. To me, that's scallopini. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, update you guys tomorrow on the barbecue. Sounds like you've got callers galore, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Now we're getting somewhere. Actually, I, I think he was the last one, was he? Well, we can take them two times and having them give us some good information. And uh, anyway, I'll hang up and listen. Uh, you'll have a great afternoon. We'll talk barbecue tomorrow. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Okay. Always Thank you. love Always to talk hearing. barbecue. Barbecue's like maybe my favorite thing. Anyway, five five six nine six nine six. We have just about ten more minutes. If you would like to get in and chat with us, we are talking about various things. The last thing we were talking about was the Peking, which is a fascinating restaurant to me. It was a very ordinary uh, looking place. It wasn't, you know, as grandiose as like Trey Yen, but it was really, really good. What's your favorite Chinese food, Tom? What's your my favorite, favorite thing? dish or my favorite place? Yeah, your placer. favorite thing. Uh, I like, uh, did you say Chinese or did you yeah, say? Yeah, Chinese, okay. Chinese. I'm in the Chinese mood. I'm looking at this and, okay. and remembering the Peking fondly. I, we didn't have time to do it on Friday, but I really didn't want to just forget about it. Go ahead. Yeah, I like uh, expanding away from all the basic things, and the, the uh, rice, the, the tossed rice, uh, and everything in between. It's uh, as I get a little bit of it. Uh, and You're talking about fried rice? Fried, no, not fried rice. Fried <laughs> rice is like jambalaya. <laughs> I know that's what I like about it. Oh well, then you should eat as much uh-huh. of it as you want. Anyway, the um, then the the other uh, routine kind of uh, dishes and they tend to be kind of off. I, they, they don't. What have you them. always said about Chinese food, Tom? Is that people have their favorite Chinese restaurant, yeah. and more so than any other kind of cuisine. You have a favorite Chinese restaurant, you go to it all the time, and that is Chinese food to you, period. Is that what you've said about it? I don't remember what I said. It's a very strong statement about the way people feel about their Chinese restaurant. Their own favorite Chinese restaurant is the end all and be all, and that's it. uh, I wish I could remember it. It's just one of those things that uh, after a while, especially as your children start getting a little older and older and older and need, 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 needs, you start losing those things that work in the tiny tr- uh, little pox in the uh, mm-hmm. side of the building. A- anyway. What does that got to do with your children? Uh, because your children take up a whole lot of your attention mm. and, uh, and rightly so. Uh-huh. And uh, if you're got a sense, so you go after it and make sure that they are being also Tom so you know all right all right so I'm going to say that you learned about this according you have a lengthy thing here it's this on nomenu.com by the way if you are curious about this place the Peking it was uh, you said and this is exactly what you we were just talking about everybody has a favorite neighborhood Chinese place and even Mm -hmm. though it was 10 miles from where you lived the Peking was yours. You remember learning about it from Bob Dabney, 
Do you remember Bob Dabney? This was in the old WGSO days, mm -hmm. 1280, in the 70s. The Pink King had just opened, but he was pulled in by the 10% discount the place offered during its first month. That is a good idea. You're right. Beyond the value, Bob thought the food was exceptional, and it was. The original owner was John Lung a young man from Hong Kong who was not especially conversant in English, but who was so eager to please that you couldn't help but like him. In addition to the new restaurant discount, he always sends out a little extra appetizer. It wasn't a restaurant critic special. He had no idea who you were. It wasn't long before your girlfriend and you were there every Sunday night. Was this Kim? No. Did you and Kim go to the Peking? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, but it's when did been a Kenny come time. into this? Because huh? John, when did Kenny come in this? Was Kenny his nickname? Because Kenny. Uh, okay, I see. I don't know what Kenny. All right, so one Sunday evening, John told you he was getting married. He and his wife had a baby. One day, he said they were leaving New Orleans and had sold the Peking. That was all normal Chinese behavior, and you've learned that that's true. Few first-generation Chinese people fall in love with their businesses and buy and sell them with little or no sentimentality. That's exactly what I was saying the other day. That's the, the point that you had made and that Kenny proved. The new owner was Kenny Chung, whose English was less fluent than John's, but Kenny was an even better cook and the Peking only improved under his ownership. It was easy to see why. He asked you to look at his kitchen one day and you saw a sink full of fresh shrimp he had just peeled. He said, I buy everything fresh, make everything myself, even the pancakes for the mooshu, which by then had become store-bought flour tortillas in most Chinese places. Yeah, it, it had to be amazing. Uh, he was uh, always open, uh, just totally from shrimp that had just picked out. I mean, they were still alive. And he would get in there and cook them from bottom to top. Just a solid. I find that a very interesting thing, the way you said they buy and sell businesses with absolutely no sentimentality. That's a very not American way to look at things, but it is fascinating. And I, well, I remember when the Peking was sold and he went into, uh, it took me a while to get into the shrimp toast which you loved so much. And then by the time I got into the Peking like you did, it was sold and he had moved on to, um, to the dry cleaner. Did someone buy the Peking from him or did the restaurant just close? I think he just closed it, didn't he? I don't remember. I remember him going from uh, working out there and then coming into town a little bit. Then he started being on the uh, machine on the... Uh, the one out in New Orleans East. And then the next thing I knew, he was, uh, <clears throat> I, I heard that he uh, had either passed away or had. Uh, no, he sold the place yeah. and, or he didn't sell it. I don't know <laughs> what he did. I think he just closed it, which is Could too be. bad because, and, and but maybe also at that time, New Orleans East was not moving in the right direction. And so it, it would have been hard maybe to get a buyer for it. But, um, it, and also, I mean, his, kind of cooking was so unique and superior that it would have maybe not not held up anyway. I mean, I don't know. I guess I guess uh, they don't pass recipes on like maybe Americans do. Anyway, we uh, we do miss it. And I, I think it's been very hard to find a restaurant like that 
comparable to that kind of quality in Chinese food, for sure. You never know. And there's so much difference from one person to another. You get all kinds of other... Well, I find that interesting what you said about the fact that everybody's Chinese restaurant that they patronize is the only one in the world to them. And prior to me meeting you, our favorite Chinese restaurant was a little hole in the wall in Kenner, right behind the McDonald's, the original McDonald's in town. That was the original Chinese restaurant in the New Orleans area. Oh, is it really? It really was. No kidding. And up until about two or three years ago, it had a fixture in the in a Chinese restaurant in Kenner. It's not still there, is it? Well, it's not there under that name. As a matter of fact, it looks like... I'm kind of uh, curious. Maybe I'll go look uh, next uh, time I go the there. But in the Vietnamese, it was on, in oh, the, under I the see. Vietnamese. Uh, I listing. see. Okay. But I have, uh, if we were back in a real um, book here... Maybe, you know what? We're going I, out to the airport. Maybe we'll check it out. I want to see. It could be. Uh, yeah, well, I want to see. It's in that book, that 1940s book oh. that of restaurants. It's in there. 19- that Wait, the one that I'm talking about? Yes. Well, so then it was a good restaurant because I we thought it was, it was good. It was thought it's of not as Young's, being very is good. It? It's not Young's, is it? No, the name of it was... No, I'm going to have to look. Okay, we it. have to sign off anyway, so we'll think about it and see if we can find it. Uh, this is the time where I say go to nomenu.com. N-O-M-E-N-U is our website. We have all kinds of stuff on there specials and who's opening and closing and all that um you can sign up for the newsletter there we have the newsletter twice a week it's different from the website it's good stuff also we have our instagram at the new orleans menu a lot of pretty pictures there and tim mcnally will be here after us with the dine wine and spirits show uh, right after this. And I always say, I always run through Emmy the Story Lady, and I was going to give it more time today, but I don't have time. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. Good night, everyone. Four o'clock. WGSO. This is Alex Jones. Listen to me on WGSO 990 AM, the only locally owned independent news talk station in New Orleans. Peter Navarro tells Fox News Democrats are treating workers as hostages so they can negotiate a massive stimulus deal. Navarro saying the president wants to see action now on enhanced unemployment benefits. What he'd love to see right now and immediately um, is some progress on enhanced employment benefits as well as eviction while the negotiations take place. Let's get that done like we could do that today. Strong winds and heavy rainfall are expected along South and North Carolina and also along the mid-Atlantic coast throughout the day as tropical storm Isaias continues to move north. The storm is off the coast of Georgia and expected to strengthen to a Category 1 hurricane. You're listening to USA Radio News. When thinking about life insurance, my accident reinforced you never know what tomorrow might bring. That's why I reached out to AccuQuote. AccuQuote helps people find a life insurance policy that meets their needs. Since 1986, they've helped millions of folks save up to 60% on their life insurance by comparing the rates and features of dozens of top-rated life insurance products. A healthy 50-year-old non-smoker can buy a half a million dollars of 10-year level term for less than 45 bucks a month. A 60-year-old under 120 bucks a month. Longer or permanent terms are available. Even if you already own life insurance, you really need to check out my friends at AccuQuote. 
Don't worry about health issues. Remember, they help me. As a pastor, I'm concerned about your soul and helping you to make sure your family is taken care of. Life insurance is more affordable now than ever, so don't make them wish you'd made that call. 877-437-4781. Call now, 877-437-4781. 877-437-4781. policy forms and availability vary by state. When students return to school for the start of the 2020-2021 academic year, their school and classes will look very different than they did in March when schools were suddenly ordered to close because of the coronavirus pandemic. Every state's education department is releasing a roadmap to safely reopen schools. This roadmap is only guidance and is not mandated or state required. Georgia Republican Senator David Perdue says opening schools is a topic that he's been thinking about for quite a while. This has been on my mind all along as we thought about shutting the economy down first, now reopening it. Senator Purdue also hearing from family members on this issue as well. My wife is very adamant. You've got to protect teachers. You've got to protect the children. New Jersey Judge Esther Salas is calling for more privacy for federal judges two weeks after a disgruntled lawyer allegedly killed her son and severely wounded her husband at their New Jersey home. You're listening to USA Radio News. Working from home? I the gift of good taste and doing good are as close as your phone and Ralph's on the Park restaurant. Gift cards are the perfect gift. Always the right size and always appreciated. Ralph's on the Park gift cards benefit displaced employees as they struggle during this most difficult time. Fine dining and good intentions have never gone together so well. Physical gift cards and e-cards are both available at 504-539-5506 on neworleans-food.website and and the cards are accepted at all six Ralph Brennan restaurants. Hi, this is Kate Delaney from America Tonight. The show kicks on at midnight, and I'm loving the overwhelming support in New Orleans. What a group of fantastic listeners here on WGSO 990 AM. Join me every morning to catch up on what I call the buzz in your backyard and mine. You'll hear some of the most interesting people on the planet from the world of business, politics, sports, and, well, just intriguing people with a story to tell. If you're around, give us a call. Don't worry, I'll spit out the number plenty of times on the air. Let's agree to meet at midnight right here on WGSO 990 AM in New Orleans. It's a stable atmosphere and somewhat drier one, too, that'll last a couple of days. Somewhat cooler spots for the mornings, but by still hot afternoons. A dry air mass will keep us too rain-free, essentially, with only 10% or less for an afternoon storm to pop up. Overnight lows of 70s. Tomorrow afternoon's back to a high of around the middle 90s. 70s for the morning Wednesday. Sunshine and partly cloudy for the afternoon at the high end of the mid-90s. Is is tonight and tomorrow across the coast of South Carolina. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. So you think you can beat a train? Well, think again. Even at low speeds, trains can cause serious injuries or death. You must slow down and yield when you approach all railroad crossings. If a train is approaching, always stop behind the solid white line or at least 15 feet from the crossing. Never stop on the tracks. It's the law and it could save your life. Proceed only when the train has cleared the area and no other trains are approaching. Please be safe at all railroad crossings. And remember, never stop on the tracks. Welcome to the New Orleans Dine, Wine, and Spirits Show. 
your daily opportunity to hear what's going on in the world of beverage and dining in New Orleans and around the world. Your host is Tim McNally. Tim welcomes your phone calls and your questions. Call 504-556-9696. Now here's your host, Tim McNally. Now you see, now you see what heat is without the humidity. Now, we're not actually without humidity, but we're without our usual levels of humidity right now. And if I tell you it's 92 degrees out there and you're just out there hanging around, uh, you're going to go, well, it's not 92. It doesn't feel like 92 at all. It isn't that uncomfortable.